who's ready? Oh, well, good morning again. Um, this is my first time to be with you since we got back from vacation and oh, vacation is so good. Everything's better with so a tan. Good. Everything's better than with a tan. Tan fat's better than white fat, right? Amen we say that all the time. That. I say that um, all the time. But it's just so good to be back with you. And um, vaca- like I said, vacation's good, but it is so good to be back home and be back with our family. So um, I'm gonna say it again. If you miss she, you really miss something. This good. altar was full. There was deliverance happening. And I believe, and I, 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 I told you what I was sensing before she even came, but she brought a life-changing, empowering, yeah. um, breakthrough message for the women of this house and this city. And so it was just... There are no words. There really are no words. It blew my mind. And I know she had been ministering to me. She didn't know she was for about three years. Like she had post stuff and I'd go, yes, that's for me. But what I find is across the board, women are dealing with some junk. And we don't want to talk about our junk. And then you've got somebody who's really, I'm getting on a tangent, sorry. Real talk. talk. But, you know, we don't talk about our junk and we stuff it. And then it just ends up getting all over everybody else. So I want to call you women. I want to call you men to a higher place in vulnerability. We can't heal unless we reveal. We can't get free as long as we're going to keep it imprisoned in ourselves. We're better together. Amen? Amen. We're better together. I'm done. I really liked her because she said I looked cool. <laughs> and she said, you, how old are you? And I told her, and she said, you don't even look that old. And I said, well, that's because I don't feel that old anyway. So she was really amazing. I mean, if you all, she was almost as funny as me. I mean, she was really close. <laughs> And uh, Johnny, she had about the third. John comes in about third there anyway. But, uh, but we had a really good time here yesterday. Estrogen-filled room. It was just awesome. I learned how to say yes, dear, no, dear. Uh, whatever y'all want, that's fine. I'm going to stand in line and do what you want me to do. I but. just believe that's why it feels so good in here today. Why? Because the women Love get to tell guys. the men what to do? No, no, because it was estrogen-filled. Oh, okay. We love you guys. Come on, can I hear my guys in here this morning? All right, all right, here we go. Hey, guys, can y'all believe, not just guys, can y'all believe we're six months into this year? I mean, I looked up, I think April was one of those months that I looked up and said, man, it's already April like 28th, and it just went, it's just flown by. And we're gonna celebrate our dads next week, so I'm gonna encourage you to do this. I'm gonna encourage you to reach out to your dad. I'm gonna encourage you to invite him into the house. And listen, if he can't be here for some reason, if he's far away or whatever, make that phone call. You don't know what that means, that phone call means just to say, hey, I appreciate you. And, and, and if you get a chance to go, if you can't be in the house, go visit him and let him know how much you care about him. And so let's just make that a very special day for our dads. And we got the yard sale coming up. I know we're doing announcements again, but they say when the pastors give them, people listen to them more because the first part of the announcements that are done in the morning, everybody's talking. Y'all ain't here. Y'all ain't here. Half of y'all ain't even here. So uh, we're gonna do it again. But the yard sale's coming up uh, June 24th and 25th. That's on a Friday. Friday and Saturday, and I want you to tell people about it. 
Not only do I want you to tell people about it, I want you to come and buy some stuff. We've been working very hard. Kim and Mary Dean sitting over here. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. These two, along with a lot of other people, have been working super hard to make this a, this a success, and there is a ton of stuff everywhere. We got like four storage units full of just stuff. I've never seen so much stuff in my life. So we're gonna need your help that week, not only that Friday and Saturday, but that, like she said, that week up to it, because we're gonna be unloading, pulling out here. This church is gonna look crazy for the next that Friday and Saturday with tables everywhere. So tell somebody about it and uh, let's, let's, let's make that a success again this year. Well, today, as I said in uh, announcements, we're going to be tag team preaching today. And uh, the title of our message is Heart for the House. Um, we want to revisit where we started in January. How many of you guys were here with us in January when we launched the vision for 2022? Great. So we're going to um, revisit that. We're going to celebrate some wins. We have a lot of wins in the last six months. And then we're just going to cast some vision for the rest of the year. This is the first time that we've ever done this. We always share the vision at the beginning of the year. And then we're like, I hope they stay with us. You know, we keep staff and uh, our, our serve teams, we keep pushing the vision forward, but uh, we just really felt convicted to touch base and uh, share with you, revisit the vision uh, today. So if you remember Vision Sunday, we said, you made it again. Because we had just gone through two hard years with COVID and quarantine, and so we made it again. We still have some challenges with all of that. Wouldn't you all agree? You probably still have some challenges. I don't know very many people that still love their job if they had it before COVID. Uh, stay except the us. course, except us, yes. Um, uh, my faith was tested. <laughs> but we believe and our staff believes that we have turned a corner right. at our church yeah. and we are moving forward. The past is in the past and we are going forward. And I'll just tell you, I mean, yesterday just really confirmed that word to us. God is building momentum in this house. He is. And it's why we feel super called to just touch point with you. Um, we said in January that we were going to focus this year on three R's. Rebuild, recommit, because we all got out of the habit of doing what we did pre-quarantine. And then we were going to redig those old wells. And I hope you felt it today. I hope you felt that spirit of God rising in this place. So um, we said we wanted to build relationship with God. And here's what's been so cool. Like watching our body draw closer to the Lord, like hearing that you guys are reading your Bible, you're praying. And you know, we know that that's what we're supposed to do, but we don't always do it. We don't make room and we got to make room, but you guys are growing and it's 
quite obvious to us. We also said we were going to rebuild our big kids program. We said we would continue to put the emphasis on growing that ministry. And not only are they growing in number, but they're growing in understanding and knowledge of who Jesus is and applying him to even their little lives. There is no junior Holy Spirit. He's the same for them as he's the same for us. And we're just making sure that they know what we know so that they don't have to go through what we went through. If you weren't at the Easter egg hunt, it was like the most beautiful day. We did it at the park. It was a beautiful, I mean, sunny wise too. But we had the very best Easter bunny that anybody in the whole world could have. And he serves in our big kids ministry. He made me tired by the end of the day. He was full yes. of energy. So, But here's why I thought the Easter egg hunt was such a success this year. It wasn't just about the kids. Whole families came. It was the parents. It was grandparents. It was aunts and uncles. And just the, the community that was being built just really made me believe that our body is behind building the next generation. So, um, and then we said that we were going to recommit to making church a priority. We're doing okay with that. We got some work to do. Listen, I remember growing up, and his story is worse than mine. We did not miss church ever. We go on vacation. They, I don't know how they found it since there wasn't Google then, but like we would find a church and we would show up to church on Sunday morning. I was like, we're on vacation. And I remember my dad saying, we don't take a vacation from Jesus. And so I'll just say, vacation from Jesus, we, we can't, we gotta start making this a priority. Not because we need you in the house, but because you need to be in the house. Yeah, right. You need to be challenged. You need to be encouraged. You need somebody that's gonna hold you accountable to things. And if you're not here, we don't know you. It's another reason, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's another reason why you've got to get connected in a crew. It will change your life, right, Jack and Janie? Change your life. Anyway, um, so we're... She's all over the place mm -hmm. this morning, y'all. Let's... I'm fired up. <laughs> uh, let's celebrate what God has done since January. Uh, in Proverbs 29, 18... I'll read the message version, not the most holy version, but because uh, he says King James Version is the most holy. But it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And that's why we're revisiting. That's why we're celebrating some wins because God is moving. Well, we're going to celebrate that we have two new board members. Can I have Bobby and Renita stand up for me, please? Come on. All right. We're so excited to have them on our board, and we're having quarterly meetings now. Um, uh, we've got Pastor Johnny, who she's going to talk a little bit about later on today. She doesn't, he doesn't know we're going to talk about him, but he loves to dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and, and he's got us uh, uh, 
really, really organized in that area. Every department that, we, that goes on in the, in the church today has a strategic plan. And at the last board meeting, they went over their plan and they told what we were doing for the future, where we were going on. Because like I said, if people don't know where you're going, we're not going anywhere, right? So uh, we're going to have a house meeting. Now, listen to this. It's a house meeting July the 17th at 6 o'clock. And what that is, it's kind of a town hall meeting. And what you can do, that's a time that you can get information about what maybe some of the questions that you've been wanting to know about Big Church, uh, maybe the financial side of Big Church, if you want to know what's going on that day. You can get answers to all of those questions in that night. Now, listen, if you're not here that night, you don't have an... No, I'm kidding. Um, but No, you're not. No, I'm no. not really. Uh, we have a lot of people have a lot of opinions, and we want you to be there that night. Not with full, not all of your opinions, but with some. Because listen, we're better together. This is not. I said a minute ago. This is not our. I didn't say this. I'm going to say it later on. This is our church. It's not just our church. And so that night is going to be a night that we can get all the answers and we can get some ideas about how to go forward. Because two or three or four ideas are better than one bad idea, right? So listen, another thing we've done right now is we hired a new worship pastor, Pastor Isaiah. Can you stand up back there? Him and, him and his family, we welcome them, and, and uh, we're just so excited about what God is doing in their life and what he's going to do here. And a few weeks ago, we baptized 16 people. Come on, we only had eight, eight sign up, and I love the eight that just get in there and get dunked in their clothes, and women come up all, all makeup undone. Hey, that's when you know you're holy, when you don't worry about your makeup or anything. But here's another thing she talked about in the announcements. We started going deeper, which is our third Wednesday night. And we had a lot of people say, hey, we just need a little more than just Sunday morning. We need to hear, we need to talk about some topics. And we need to get a little, go a little bit deeper into the things of God. And... Um, we have about 25 people out of 150 people that show up. Tommy's been leading the last few. Out. He's going to lead this one coming up this Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm... Can I just give a plug for Tommy? Plug like, Tommy. Tommy went to Bible school. He knows theology. He knows the Bible. He is going... He's a teacher. So he is going to help you understand the Bible. Sorry. Good job, Tommy. But I'm just going to encourage you and I'm going to challenge you. People have said, come to us, we need more. Well, there's your opportunities. We have, we have that one. We also this year joined Destiny Fellowship. And let me tell you what Destiny Fellowship, we got in uh, contact with Pastor Lonnie Johns about a couple years ago. And it's been such an awesome privilege to be with him because we really didn't have a, what you would call a covering so now uh, uh, his church is now our covering and we joined Destiny Fellowship. And Destiny Fellowship is not a, not a denomination. You know, I want to put it to you that way. We are still non-denominational, but it forms relationships. And what it is, can I just be honest with you all? Ministry is hard. Like she said a little while ago, there, during COVID, there was a couple of times when we both wanted to quit. I know she did because she told me, I want to quit. I was Every like, day. I was like, you ain't going nowhere, stay here. But I mean... We, ministry is hard, so what this does is that it forms uh, relationships. It helps you get in, in communion with other people who are going through the hard things with you, and it also helps us to equip us and help us to have strategic plans and, 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 and be able to have support and policies in, in order to do that. So those are some other things that we've done just since the first of the year. And uh, another thing that, that has happened since the first of the year are people are getting reconnected in serving. 
Uh, Amanda Arms is now back serving. Uh, Casey Leanhart is serving. There's so many people that were serving and on the serve team that are now reconnecting and they're, they're faithful, strong people. We've already had 14 people go through Cultured, which is our membership class. And so I'm just going to give a little plug. It's the first two Sundays in July. It's where you choose to become a member of our church. You learn about the culture of our church. You can ask questions. Um, but we tell you the why behind the what of everything. You guys, our church was founded on a vision gave, given by God. People said to us, like, well, um, we want it to be like the refuge. But God didn't want it to be like the refuge. So it was completely different. So people came expecting the refuge, and it wasn't a refuge. Um, but we are evolving, and our ear is tuned to heaven for what God wants for this house. And so one of the things is uh, our core values and what we believe is scripturally supported. We didn't just say, oh, honor is our code. No, there's a scripture that says why honor is our code. It's not just us coming up with ideas of what we want. It's, it, it's rooted in scripture. Um, and we, between Big Church and Big Thrift and Outreach Center, just everybody hold your chairs for a second because you're not going to believe this number when I tell you. Grab a hold of it. Come on. I know it. I'm holding it. Since January, we have given away over $20,000 in missions. Come on. Come on. That is something only Jesus could do with a little big church. Big Thrift has helped numerous single moms. We have helped people whose houses have burned down uh, by providing things that are immediate needs. We actually helped a woman, um, like, furnish her house because she uh, left her husband in an abuse. Like, okay, I'm not putting up with this abuse anymore, and left the next day. And so we were able to help furnish her house with things that we have. We've sent stuff overseas, uh, clothing, shoes to Africa. We have donated, I don't know how much money of that 20000 to medical facilities in the community here and abroad. So good. So I just want you to know that Big Church and Big Thrift is making a big difference. Listen, when you're building a house, you need a strong foundation. I'm going to read to you Matthew 7, 24. It says this. It says, therefore, any, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation upon the rock. Listen, I can tell you something, over the, not just over the last six months, but over the last two years, we've experienced some storms. Everybody's experienced some storms in their lives. We've experienced some trials. And, and, and there's been a few things that have shaken our house, and it's rocked our foundation uh, somewhat. But I can tell you this much with a surety. We're still standing this morning. The winds have come. The storms have come. The, the rain has beat against this house, but we're still standing this morning. But I want to tell you this, too. That you ever heard the old, old uh, adage, home is where the heart is? But what does it feel like really to be home? Anybody got an old pair of shorts 
that they like to wear around the house that you know that nobody else probably needs to see those pair of shorts? How about those sweatpants that you wouldn't or shouldn't wear anywhere else but the house? Y'all know, you can wear them to Walmart, it's okay. Hey, that was a Walmart jock. I asked if it was okay, and they said yes. But you probably shouldn't wear those out in public. But how many like sleeping in their own bed? You ever been somewhere else? I can tell you with, right now, I sleep on the couch most of the time. His uh, choice. My choice, because she's up all night and I snore, so there's not a combination there. But when we go on vacation, we have a king-size bed. Can I give it up for king-size beds in the name of Jesus? <laughs> But there's nothing like being at your own house and sleeping in your own bed. But home is what we want this place to be. Home is a place where you can feel connected. You can feel not only connected uh, spiritually, but you can also get connected emotionally. We want everyone to feel like they're at home. I said when we first started this church, I don't care if the worship is good and it's good. I don't care if their preaching is good and it's good. Uh, kidding. Uh, I want us to feel like when people walk through that door that they're at home. No matter what, it, what that looks like or what that acts like because people want a place that they want to come back to. Just like home. There's no place like home. If I had some slippers on right now, I'd be doing the, the Dorothy dance right now. But some of you young people are like, what's he talking about, Dorothy? There's no place like home. There's no place like home. But it's a place where memories are made of. There's a, it's a place where you're near family. And not just immediate family. I'm talking about we become a family when we're here. I went to something at Mike's house uh, last Monday night. And I saw a family atmosphere that is birthed out of crew. I saw people coming together. They were a blood relationship with some were. But I saw that there was a family that was birthed. And that's what we want this church to be. And also, listen, home is a safe place. It's a place where you can bring your junk. You're not going to be judge. It's a place where you can come and feel very comfortable in your own skin because let me how many perfect people we got in the house today? Oh, I, oh, well, there's an altar call for you here in just a few minutes. But there's nobody that comes in here is perfect. So we're all in this thing together. And listen, when you buy a house, you got to take ownership in that house. And what you do when you take ownership in that, you invest in it. You got to invest in prayer. Here we go. I want to make some points. Prayer is important. It's not only important is it for third Wednesday night, I mean first Wednesday night prayer. Sorry, I messed that one up. Prayer is important in your personal life. Listen, you got to take time and you got to make time to pray. In the world that we live in right now, I said it a couple weeks ago, I mean, uh, we, we don't know how to rest anymore because we're going 150 miles an hour all the time. Sometimes you just got to take that time to say, okay, God, I'm here for you, whether it's a minute here or a minute there. And sometimes people think they got to pray in the morning and the evening. And I think she said, whatever's comfortable for you. But I think you can pray all day. Somebody needs to pray all day in here, right? Some of y'all need to pray all day. I've seen you drive. But you got to invest in prayer. God himself said in Isaiah that his temple would be called a house of prayer. Jesus even said in Matthew, he says, my house will be called a house of prayer. So that personal prayer time matters with him. But you got to take time to come out corporately. Every first Wednesday night, we have corporate prayer here. And I can tell you with a surety that most of the time we have about anywhere from 15 to 20 people. Look around you. There's more than 15 to 20 people in this room. Well, I think we need to do, what happens when you pray together? Things happen. 
When you start praying together, things change. And, and it, not only that, it's an intimate time, too, that you can come in. You can pray together. And there's something about coming together and praying for each other. There's been a couple of times that we've all kind of paired up and prayed for each other. It empowers you to know that somebody else is going through something that you're going through. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm getting off my nose. Sometimes we feel like we're the only one going through something in our lives. But when you're around someone and you're hearing their struggle, you know that. That you're not in that thing alone. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's so good to pray for everything around us too. This country's a mess. The world's a mess. Families are a mess. And it's a time to come together and pray together. Um, we've got to invest in growing. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Can I just tell you something? I, I wrote this down a long time ago. We have a wealth of information, but poverty in knowledge and truth. We got the world at our fingertips. Come on, y'all can Google anything right now, right? If you don't know what it means, you Siri, what does this mean? Uh, Alexa, can you tell me where I'm going? You know, I, I don't have Alexa, but I have talked to Siri a few times. But we have no excuse because we have knowledge at our fingertips. But we're less knowledgeable about what really matters. In the days that we're living in right now, instead of going to a podcast, which those are good, instead of going to the next article that somebody has written, instead of going to the news, and we know how great the news can be and how informational that is, we need the word of God in us more than ever before. Listen, the foundation is built upon the word of God. And right now, storms are going to come. It's going to shake us. It's going to shake us to the core. But if we have the word inside of us, David said, his word, if I hid in my heart, you're going to have to hide his word in your heart. You're going to have to memorize some scripture. You're going to need to know something for the times that we're going in. I know I'm, I'm preaching. I need to stop and sit down. I'm sitting down. I shouldn't be preaching sitting down. But we need the word of God. You know why? Because it guides. It's the best GPS ever. You can get lost on your GPS, but God's GPS is the best. It guides you. It corrects you. Ouch. You know why we don't want to read the Bible? It's because sometimes we read the Bible and we go, I'm guilty of that. Ooh, shouldn't be doing that. Oh, well, maybe I'll think about that. But here's the best part of it right now in the times that we live in. It strengthens us. It gives us hope. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug again for going deeper on third Wednesday night. We, gotta, we have to make it a priority to come out and do that. My last point here is, I'm not done, but it's my last point in this part. We've got to invest in people. Isaiah 56, 8 says, For the Lord who brings back the outcasts of Israel, which is uh, the church, says, I will bring others to besides my people Israel. One of our goals in the first of the year was to increase our attendance by 10% by the end of the year. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were running two services, 400 uh, plus people. And we have around 140 to 175, which is good. I mean, we're not complaining. But we want to increase that by 10%. Now, 10% is only 14 to 17 people. Can we do better than 14 to 17 people? Come on, everybody in here knows somebody that needs to be in the house. And it's not just about big church. It's about being in the house and let God changing the change their lives. So let's get people in the house. And, and listen, church is not just for you. One of the definitions of house is this, is to provide a space for someone. Listen, people, we're living in a time where people just want to belong. They feel invisible. They feel like nobody cares about them. And again, that's what I meant about when they come in this place. We want them to know that they really do belong here. It's not just about getting new people in here. It's also investing 
in all of y'all that show up every Sunday. It's investing in the people that are here. So many times the churches are, we want to get new people in here. We're so happy when family day is here and we're so happy when dads are Easter because the crowds are bigger. But we also want to invest in each one of you that show up here every single Sunday. And we want to thank you for doing that. I know you guys know, except for the people that this is your first time, but our mission at Big Church is to love Louisville to life. So what does that look like practically? We say it all the time, but what does that look like? It looks like the outreach that we're doing. Giving away over $20,000 in missions, that's what that looks like. It looks like being in a crew. Uh, when Pastor Rich said what happened with that crew the other night, it's not even crew season. We're not doing crew this summer. But it builds people and it builds a connection where people do not have to do life alone. It is our motto for crew. Don't do life alone because something's going to happen. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to end up in rehab. Somebody's going to pass away. And you need your people. But what happens if you don't have any people? Then we get like, we're isolated. We, we get like, well, I don't have any friends. Friendship is a choice. And we offer a place for you to not do life alone. It's, it's um, what we're doing over at Big Thrift and Outreach Center. It's what we're doing through Brandy and her team every Saturday night with yeah. Celebrate Recovery. I'm telling you, you don't have to be addicted. You don't have to have a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up. You can go and get connected with a group where we walk you through that. It was beautiful last Sunday. Somebody came and who, who was really struggling, and somebody went and got Brandy, and I just saw her, like, and I said to Eric, I said, is she good? And he was like, she's in her element. And I was like, I see that. Like just ministering to somebody right where they're at. That's what Love Louisville looks like. But you may be going, I'm not involved in any of that stuff yet. Let me tell you what you can do, even though you might not be uh, uh, involved in any of that stuff. You can smile at people. When you're in a store, just smile at somebody. Give a compliment. You see a mom carrying, like I I, I used to... uh, go to take my kids to um their swimming not oh, practice because uh they were on the pool pigs the pool pigs team and it was when they were uh five four and uh two and a baby i've never Something seen like a that. swimming pig yeah. So I remember I, at that point, I couldn't even, I'm getting off, but you got to hear this story. Um, um, so I had one of those single strollers, you know what I'm talking about? And it had the little visor over it, but I had four kids under the age of six. So, and I did a lot, most everything alone. So, and I wasn't, I I saw somebody on the beach. I am really getting off. But um, I saw this lady on the beach with like all these little kids, like four kids under the age of five. And I'm like, I'm so proud of her. So I swam over her. And uh, I just said to her, I was like, what's your name? And she told me, I said, I'm so proud of you. She was like, why? I said, because you're not 
shut up in a house thinking you can't handle the four kids that God gave you. That's loving, well, that was Daytona back to life. But um, th that it's things like that, opening a door for a mama like that. So, oh, I didn't finish my story. So here I am, my four kids under the age of six, and the baby Kane was in the, the stroller strapped in. Babe, and Keenan was a baby at that time too. I put that visor out. I straddled his legs like this, and I said, Kagan, you hold this side. Colby, you hold this side, and don't let go. And so here we were, diaper bag, crossbody. Here we go every single morning for that summer. So um, it's holding the door open for people like that. It's picking up groceries when somebody is sick. It is um, standing in the gap. What can I do? What can I do to make your life easier right now? That's loving Louisville to life. It is carrying big church invite cards and inviting people to church on Sunday morning. I've said a lot about crews, but I love what God is doing in our crews. He is just really moving, building relationships, and it is a beautiful thing. People are wanting to be known and connected, and that's what crews do. I saw something the other day going back to what she said. I saw a guy, uh, I was raised to be polite, and yes, you know, maybe not yes or no, man, but will you talk when you're, talk, when you're spoken to? And I watched this guy walk right in front of a woman and just let the door slam and back behind him. I wanted to go in there and snatch him up and say, who raised you? Listen, guys, we still need to hold the doors open for our ladies. We still need to, do, not only just our ladies, we need to hold the door open for that next person in line. So there's those little small things that you can do to make a difference and make Jesus shine, even though you might not have to have a testimony behind it. So that one was for free. So good. So good. Our vision for big church is know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and make a difference. And over the next few weeks, we're gonna do a sermon series where we're gonna go really in depth with a lot of these things. And, and each one of these things are not just gonna be something that we come up with. They're gonna be rooted in scripture to where we can back up why it's important to know who God is. We all know about God, but do we know who he is? We all know, we all are looking for some kind of freedom from something, right? We're looking to discover our purpose. We got a world running around, not knowing exactly where they're going. They're running in 15 different directions and they don't know where they're going, but well, the biggest part of it is the time we live in right now, we just need to make a difference as a church. So now we're going to step into just kind of going over what we're going to do for the remainder six months. Um, and I want you to know, like we said earlier, there is a strategic plan to make these numbers happen, to, to, to make the growth in people happen. So um, the first one is we're gonna grow cultured by 15% between now and uh, January. So again, if you've not been through cultured, you don't have a Kim stand up, I love my church t-shirt. We want you to go to the iPad right after service and get in that class so that you can be a part of what's going on. Uh, so it could be people who've been here from the very beginning and you've just never made big church your home. You're here 
but it's not home. So you could be signing up and it can be the people that are still not yet in the doors. Your friends, your family, the people you run into in the supermarket. They're going to be, we're, we're going to be building it that way. Another goal is to grow our big kids. Come on, give it up for our big kids. And Pastor Monica. And Pastor Monica. And all yes. the teachers. And all the teachers. And all the servant leaders. Yes. But currently, we have anywhere from about 18 to 25 kids every Sunday. That's good. Uh, but they're wanting to grow their, their uh, department by 35-plus kids every single Sunday. And to grow the, and they also want to grow the number of teachers. I'm plugging in right now. We need some teachers and big kids. Right, Monica? I heard a big amen back there. Both hands raised up, too. Well, her goal with that is so, so teachers only have to serve once a month. Yes. Could you imagine having to serve three Sundays back here and having to watch church online every week. We could step up and say, I'll serve one. I'll watch it online one Sunday a month. And we know it's hard to get your kids in church. You know, it, moms, dads, you know what it's like. It's a chore. I saw that lady at the, at the beach and I was praying for her while she was, she was encouraging her. I was like, oh, praise Jesus. I don't have four that are under five. That's awesome. But we know how it is. But Proverbs says this. It says, train up your child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from that. Can I just tell you, they form who they are when they're young. I grew up where there was no option. You'd be in the car by 930 to go to church. You know, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, after church on Sunday, you didn't get dirty because you got to go to church for that Sunday night. I was trained up. I did probably resented a little bit. I was thinking, I don't want to go to church all the time. But let me tell you what that did to me. You've got to get your kids in the house because they start from the very youngest age. And it did in me, it ingrained something inside of me that kept me wanting to come back to the house of God. Even when I was running far away from God, even when I'd gotten away from God, there was still something instilled in me. So there's some services that are there happening here that you're not taking advantage of. We have the refuge that meets every Tuesday night. That's for your high school kids. And I know it's hard to get your high school kids in here, but you need to get them in the house. And it's for middle, middle and high school. It's for middle and high school combined. But we also have the middle that meets while you're in church here that would, for all your middle school kids. So a thriving church is full of kids. It's full of young people. It's full of seasoned, you notice I said seasoned people, not old people. It's full of seasoned people who can help them and show them the way that we're going. And this September is our fifth birthday. So we're gonna... Who is ready to party? We're gonna do, um, we're gonna provide lunch for everybody who comes. We're gonna have bounce houses and, and all kinds of fun stuff. It's gonna be a family fun-filled birthday. It's gonna be right after church. We want you definitely here. We want the people that aren't here today or haven't been, reach out. It is gonna be a celebration of what God has done in this house in five years. And you know our motto, if it's free, it's free, come on. Free. Can I say free food after church? Yeah, we said that. Free food after free church. Food. Everybody likes free. How about, how many of us love worship in here? Come on. Everyone loves worship. And you know, our worship and our production team have worked 
The production team have worked really, really hard each week to usher us into the presence of God. And I don't know if y'all have noticed, it's not a secret, we're having some problems with production. I watch all the production people are like, oh my gosh, yes. Sometimes you see these lights and they'll start spinning around like the exorcist's head <laughs> for no reason. You don't even know what they're flickering or doing all this stuff. It's because our, our, our light system is outdated by like three years right now. Um, we're having problems with ProPresenter. We're having problems with a lot of things that honestly just need to be updated. And you know when screens go out? Listen, I know that happens in every church at some point in time, but it's been happening almost every week. We had to pray the blood of Jesus over those computers yesterday because at 2.25, they all went out again, right? As Kim, we were getting ready to start church. So it's no, it's no secret that we're having some problems and we need some updates. And um, listen, it's not really quite covered in the budget to get everything that we need. So listen here, and I want you to listen to me. We're going to be taking up a special Heart for the House offering the second Sunday in July, which is July 10th. This is going to go to, to help boost our production, and this is going to be above what you normally give. Now, we thank you all for giving and, and tithing, and but this is going to be one that's going to be taken above and beyond so that we can... This stuff is not cheap, I mean, I'm, they said for a little lighting thing, I'm not going to tell you how much they said that thing was. I was like, that thing's only this big. Tell well, us. It was like $1,800 for a new little whatever that thing. Gongle? Gongle. Oh, my gosh. Jumanji. But I was like $1,800, but ours is four, three and a half years old, and that's why a lot of times things go crazy. So, But we're going to be taking up this special offering. What that does, it gives you four weeks to pray about it. It gives you four weeks to ask God what it is that you need to do in that. And you know, if you've been around us, maybe it's your first time here, we don't do this very often. I don't know that we've taken up too many special offerings in five years, but we really do believe that it's a need right now. And listen, God may tell you $1, $10, $100, or $10,000. And if you'll just be obedient to the number he tells you, he is going to supply the money even if it's out of what you can even believe. Because it's on him. It's on him. If he speaks it, he's going to complete what he speaks. So, um, and you know, when you're giving, you're not giving to a light system or updating computers. You're giving to God so that we can continue to push his name forward to people. Mark 12, 41 through 44. Four says, so I want you to know whatever God speaks. If God says, hey, give a penny and not $10, give a penny. But listen to him. But here's what it says. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Kim, Pastor Kim told me yesterday, she says, you don't pass the bucket around here? And I said, no. She says, I make them bring it up and lay it on the altar every week with me standing there. Well, that's what Jesus did. <laughs> Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and he said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions for they gave a tiny part. They tipped God of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. 
and God met her there. So it doesn't matter the amount that you give. It matters the obedience to the voice of the Father. He's going to make sure you have it to give. So let's recap. We're going to increase our tens by 10%, and I'm going to even push that a little bit higher because we know we can get more than, one, more than 10 to 17 people in here. And we're going to grow our kids, not just in numbers from 18 to 35, but we're going to grow our kids as our teachers are teaching them the Word of God. And we're going to grow them because we want them to grow up to be the best adults that they can be. And we're going to grow the number of people going through cultured by 15%. We know we can't do this alone. Our staff and uh, us cannot do it alone. That's why we need people going through cultured. We're going to have our staff and our board members to join us on stage right now. So if you are a part of our staff or a board member, will you just join us up here? And I didn't really plan for this, but can I get some help getting this stuff off the platform? Thank you. So I'm just going to start over here with Pastor Monica because I, I she just... She got fans. All right. We have been talking about this for some time that people really don't know the 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 time and the sacrifice and the and it's not a sacrifice of pain it's a sacrifice of love but even what everybody's roles are because there is not anybody on this staff that's over one area they pour their life into you and into the mission that God has given us. This is Pastor Monica. She is over our big kids, and she is over our finances. I promise all my receipts will be in tomorrow. Um, if you don't have your receipts, she, she will hunt you down and find I you. I promise. But I think she had grace for me this week because she knew I had all that stuff going on with she, but there's a lot. I'll get caught up. So she does both of those. This is Miss Renita and she has been she has been with us from the beginning. She was looking for a church home and she's found it and Lord she has done just about everything there is in this church and she is now one of our board members. Can you give it up for Miss Renita? I'm going to do him. I'm doing Bobby. Okay. Oh sorry. Wait, wait, go, go, just, go 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 go. Going. As you guys have heard from him uh, the last few weeks, this is Pastor Isaiah, yeah. and he is leading worship right now, and he is getting his feet wet and figuring out where else he wants to serve. But, you know, I know their heart. When we met with them, they said... Um, they really have a heart for young people, and they were helping with the youth ministry at their previous church. So um, we don't know where else he's going to serve, so you can help them pray into that. But he is leading our worship team. He is pastoring. I love being here at pre-service, um, run through, because when he prays, you feel it. He is pastoring this worship team. Man. Give it up for Pastor Isaiah. This is Amy. She is our creative director. She is extraordinaire. Like, we don't pay her enough. We do not pay her enough. Did, did Josh say amen? 
she does the website she does every graphic if you guys need something that is going to be passed out from this place she does it she has to do it because it has to be branded we don't want something looking like oh my gosh Ugh, no uh, so uh, she does all of our graphics she does all of our social media she is our photographer our videographer she helps with environments she helps with all of these displays that we do around here and what I can say one of the th my favorite things about Amy is she takes initiative and she thinks more than the vision that we give her I always she'll say hey what do you think about this when do you have time to do that? When do you have time to be creative and think of other things that make our church better? But anyway, so this is Amy. I love you so much. And the funny story about Amy, let me just tell you, I, I, I said this before. I'm, not, I'm patting her on the back. Uh, she was working here for like two or three months, and you can tell how, how, how oblivious I am. I was like, what exactly does Amy do? And one day I saw her notebook and it was like 74 lines long and she was scratching stuff. I was like, I am not asking that question ever again. Go. But you all don't know the stuff that she does on the backside and she's very humble about it. So I just want to thank Amy, myself, for, for everything that you do for us. And I, come on. And this is Bobby. Bobby's probably one of my best friends. He's also our new uh, uh, board member uh, as of this year. And me and Bobby have been through some stuff. I remember when we first walked, I know this is going longer, but it's okay. Uh, I remember when we first walked into this place and, he, and I told him when he was uh, over there, I, I told him, I said, I got a little job for you, Bobby. We walked in this place and he's like, this is more than a little job. It was one year long. It was almost a year long, uh, September. Well, we started in like December, January. But, and uh, he has helped us not only just build the stuff around here and help us in the thrift store, but he's become like one of my buds. I know I can go to him and he can come to me. And I just want to say how much I appreciate him and his family. And thank you all so much. And this is Pastor Johnny. Who? Pastor Johnny is our executive pastor. He's the one that keeps us all in line and all on track. Pastor Monica does it with the, the receipts and the finances, but he keeps us goal-oriented, moving forward. He takes care of the messages. So if you ever call our, uh, if you ever call our number, you will get a call back. You didn't used to. Nobody oh, knew how to Pastor check it. Johnny. Thank you so much for calling Big Church. And um, not only that, but he leads our prayer team. And our prayer team is growing, and it's just, it, it, it's making, the prayers are making a difference. So um, he handles all things executive. He's amazing. Uh, but one thing that I love about him the most is most executive pastors are really just executive business type pastors. He has a yeah. heart for people, yes. and he pastors yes. people so beautifully. So give it up for him. And then she was serving. We had to make Anna come up here. So I had to uh, wait till she got back up here. But this is Anna. And um, Anna joined our staff back in January-ish. And this young lady, like, just has a pastor's heart. And so 
Always before, if somebody passed away, we would send flowers, or if somebody was sick, we would send flowers if we knew about it. Now she's thinking outside of the box and not just handling those two areas, but she's saying, hey, somebody's going through a hard time. I think we should drop this off. If you had COVID and you got a COVID basket, her idea. She really loves this church and the people in it. And when you're going through something, um, um, she'll be there to help that, help you and help us to help you. And the reason that we wanted to go over this is because if you ever have a need or you, uh, or, or you want to know, know more information about any of this, but needs especially, because Pastor Rich and I are two people. I'm working outside of the church right now as well. And listen, we just miss stuff. Not because we don't love you. Not because we don't care. Not because we're not around, but sometimes things just fall through the cracks. I am suspended on Facebook right now. I'm missing birthdays like crazy. No, someone came up to me yesterday and she and she's like, have I offended you? We're no longer friends on Facebook. And I was like, oh honey, <laughs> that's a long story. But no, I was like, I, I was shocked that she asked me that. And I was like, why are you saying that? And it was because of that. So first of all, let me just put a plug. Social media is not the best place to get your affirmation. If you have a question, uh, th this is free. If you don't understand something or you don't, uh, well, why is this? Have a conversation for Pete's sake. Ask the person. Anyway, so, um, this is our staff and our board. Would you give it up for them? They are freaking amazing. Thank you, guys. They're going to stay here with us. Okay. Okay. And we're going to close. For my newbies, please come back. We really do preach and give you practical things to live your life. But now, two times a year... And you got some word, but um, two times a year, we're just going to make sure that we're all running on the same track, that we're all on the same team. So today, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, it's hard to have a relationship with church. And so we're going to ask you to make Jesus your home today. If there's anybody, go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes and stand to your feet. I probably should have done that backwards. Stand to your feet, bow your head, close your eyes <laughs> so you don't fall. Um, if you have never made Jesus your Savior, you've never made him the Lord of your life, I'm going to ask that you do it today because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. We may not have tomorrow. We don't know. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, will you just slip up your hands if you're ready? You're ready. You're ready. Amen. We're all saved. Thank you, Jesus. All right. But if you are feeling like I just... 
need my home refreshed. I need my temple touched. We're going to ask that you partner with one of our prayer team members so that we can fight with you. Would you join us in worship? As we get ready to sing this song too, if those two things have kind of impressed upon your heart, but we're also gonna ask you to join us around this altar. Any of them that can fit as being a sign of being at home, being in this house, being families, being just part of what God's doing here. So as they sing, if you want to, just make your way forward.